This is Finally Free, a podcast for the chronic dieters, disordered eaters, and fitness junkies. For those sick of battling their bodies, sick of fearing food and the number on the scale, sick of punishing exercise, all in the pursuit of diet culture's version of health and wellness. I'm Alana Vandersloos, an eating disorder recovered intuitive eating coach studying to become a certified intuitive eating counselor and the founder of Freedom with Food and Fitness, an online community where I coach women how to become intuitive eaters and incorporate intuitive movement for true health, mind, body, and spirit. On this podcast, you will hear stories of other women on various parts of their journeys, some who are in recovery, those who are recovered, and those who are helping others to do the same. I'll also teach you ways to quiet that incessant voice in your head telling you you're not enough. I'll show you how to find peace and satisfaction with food again, how to embrace the one and only body you have with joyful movement so you can move through this world with peace and confidence. Are you ready to be finally free? Thank you so much for joining me today. But before we get started, I just want to remind you of everything that I offer for those who need help with body image, intuitive eating, fitness, food, weight, and mindset. First, I offer group coaching now. So if you're interested in getting some expert support, some tough targeted love, schedule a free 15-minute discovery call at freedomwithfoodandfitness.com or click the link in my bio on Instagram at freedomwithfoodandfitness. On that same link in my IG bio, I have everything that I offer people. So I have the links to two course videos, which are both under $5 right now. I have free quizzes to assess your relationship with food and exercise, over 45 pages of free intuitive eating and fitness resources that you can sign up for. It takes literally five seconds. I have a form where you can ask your own question for a chance for it to be answered on the podcast. I have a guided meditation and so much more. Seriously, go check it all out at Freedom with Food and Fitness on Instagram. All right, everybody. So today's episode is a listener question episode. So we have one from one of my Instagram followers, Elizabeth, and she asks, what exactly is gentle nutrition? Which I think is such an amazing question because we all know what nutrition is or we know what it's supposed to be until diet culture got its hands all over it. But uh, we don't really maybe know what gentle nutrition is. And that's the term that's used by uh, eating... um, Intuitive Eating founders, Evelyn Triboli and Elise Resch, they call it uh, gentle nutrition. Um, And I think every intuitive eating coach and intuitive eater has their favorite of the 10 core principles of intuitive eating. Uh, And this actually happens to be my favorite. So again, I was really happy when someone actually asked this question because this principle is the one that shuts down all the haters and skeptics of intuitive eating, the people who think it promotes obesity and thinks, you know, we're anti-health on top of anti-diet. Maybe that means I like to prove people wrong. I don't know, but here's what it is. Gentle nutrition is comprised of a few different concepts. The first is the idea that we consider how food will make us fear, feel after we eat it. So let's say I'm craving pizza. I'm going to think to myself, how much of this pizza will live, leave me feeling full and satiated without leaving me feeling sluggish and gassy? So yes, you can have pizza. You can honor that craving. Pizza isn't bad or unhealthy. It has plenty of nutritional value, actually. But... Am I going to eat 
half a pizza pie. No. Personally, for me, and again, intuitive eating is very nuanced and very personal. Uh, for me, wheat and cheese in combination, and especially in large amounts, usually make me very gassy. <laughs> um, and eating that much food is going to make me feel uncomfortably full. It's going to make me feel sluggish and like I want to take a nap. So we have to consider how we're going to feel after the meal. We have to do a little bit like foreshadowing and we know our own bodies. We know what foods trigger us and what don't. And you know what? Maybe you're someone who is suffering from orthorexia and you've been eating the same, you know, six foods for the past couple of years and you're micro gut biome is is all out of whack and can't really deal with a whole lot of variety in your diet, uh, you might need to do some experimenting. Uh, but we can get to that later. Um, the second thing is that gentle nutrition also includes the related concept of honoring intolerances or allergies. So if you're truly lactose intolerant, don't have dairy. Like just because you know, intuitive eating says you can eat all foods doesn't mean you should be eating foods that you already know don't get along well with you. And it's okay to do that as long as the intention is not um, that you are trying to avoid eating a certain food because it's quote unquote unclean, right? I used to say, you know, oh, I'm, I'm gluten intolerant because I was trying to avoid eating gluten altogether. Now I eat plenty of gluten, but I, I don't eat a ton of it all at once. And I try not to pair it with too much dairy because I know that there's like a threshold <laughs> before all the gas comes. Um, so yeah, intention is really everything in terms of utilizing gentle nutrition and keeping in mind any intolerances or allergies. Only you really know if you have an intolerance or allergy. And again, if you're somebody who suffers from orthorexia, you might need to introduce foods several times again and endure some uncomfortableness with your digestion as your micro gut biome starts to repopulate and vary itself. So you really are, and that's what I had to do when I reintroduced gluten for a while. It was leaving me bloated and feeling uncomfortable, but after I had it a couple of times, that stopped. Okay. Um, but if you're really not sure, I would go to maybe a gastroenterologist or an allergist to figure that stuff out. Lastly, uh, gentle nutrition does consider the nutritional value of foods, but in a way that's more holistic. We don't measure, count calories, count macros, but we understand that a cupcake is less nutrient dense than, say, a carrot. We're not stupid or blind to the nutritional contents of foods. Instead, of working from a place of restriction though, we work from a place of abundance. So instead of saying, I can't have this, I can't have that, we wanna add nutrient-dense foods that we truly enjoy to our diet, uh, like adding vegetables or adding you know, fresh fruits, things like that, you know, adding more water. So this means that our goals change when it comes to nutrition, when we start practicing gentle nutrition. So our old goal, might sound something like this. Practicing quote-unquote good nutrition by scrutinized nutrition labels um, because we're scared of weight gain and we associate weight gain with unhealthful behaviors and quote-unquote unhealthy foods. Right? So we're reading labels, we're measuring, we're counting, we're moralizing food good and bad. Our new goal with gentle nutrition is just being conscious of whether 
we are incorporating nutrient-dense foods into our diets while still honoring our cravings and not being fearful of weight gain because weight and health are not the same thing. Weight does not equal health. I can tell you from experience, when I weighed the least, I was the most unhealthy overall, mind and body. So when to incorporate gentle nutrition? There's a specific time in your journey where you should be considering gentle nutrition, and that's really at the end. Gentle nutrition happens to be the last of the 10 core principles. I don't know if I said before it was the ninth or I was just thinking it, but it's actually the 10th. It's the 10th core principle, and that really is for good reason. It's the last step to fully incorporating intuitive eating into your life. You need to go through those other phases of rejecting the diet mentality, honoring um, your hunger, and finding your satisfaction factor first. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest, that's gonna include a lot of days and weeks and maybe months where you're eating less nutrient-dense foods than you normally would, both in your dieting days and then when you eventually reach your status as an intuitive eater. So for example, when you first start your intuitive eating journey and you are going through uh, honoring your hunger and honoring your satiety, you might be eating a lot more sweets. You might be eating a lot more fats because you've been restricting those foods for so long, your body wants them. Your body is naturally craving them. So you're going to eat more of those things first. And you're going to get scared. And you're going to say, oh my God, intuitive eating. I'm just going to eat junk food for the rest of my life. Those phases stop. You stop craving those foods that you've been restricting for so long because you're no longer restricting them. So once that happens, you'll start incorporating more nutrient-dense foods back into your life. Okay. Um, that, that's what happened with me. I ate more, you know, ice cream and bread and pasta than I ever would have on a diet. And I was also eating more than I do now because now those, those types of foods aren't as special to me. Um, how to incorporate gentle nutrition. Let's talk about that. So there are three ways I'm going to go through with you. Um, the first is asking yourself, what can you add to your diet? Can you add more vegetables that you enjoy? For example, I hate kale, so do not ask me to add kale in. Can you drink more water? And you know what? Add fruit or add cucumber for some pizzazz. That's totally fine. Can you add more protein in your diet without sacrificing flavor? So for example, I use Greek yogurt, like plain Greek yogurt instead of sour cream. Um, and I'm not left feeling like I wanted the original in the same way I used to feel when I was trying to choke down those zero-calorie yam noodles that smell disgusting. <laughs> that is not a substitute for, uh, for um, pasta, but Greek yogurt instead of sour cream works for me, and I'm not left feeling not satiated. Okay, um, I do have other types of swaps, so if you DM me on Instagram the word recipe, I can send you more swaps that are, you know, truly won't leave you wanting more. <laughs> um, number two, second way to incorporate gentle nutrition. Choose foods that you know leave you feeling energized, or be mindful of the amounts of foods that you eat that leave you feeling bland right? So I can totally have a brownie without feeling like I'm in a sugar coma afterward, but I totally cannot eat three and feel the same way. So here's a good story. When I was pregnant on my birthday, I had a piece of cake 
that one of my students made me. And then after work, I went to Dairy Queen to get a blizzard with my colleague to celebrate. And let me tell you, between the cake and the blizzard, you know, within hours of each other, I felt so nauseated and shaky after. I I honestly thought I was going to get sick and it was not fun. And it wasn't that I was afraid of the sugar or the calories that I consumed. It's just, I don't like the way that I felt in my body. So, you know, one would have probably left me feeling fine, whether I had, you know, just the cake or just the blizzard, but both, not so much. Uh, And everyone's different. So experiment with foods, experiment with quantities, and maybe even keep a journal of how you feel just for just for a while, maybe a couple of weeks until you get the hang of what works for you and what doesn't work for you in your body. And the third way to incorporate gentle nutrition is check in with yourself halfway through your meal. This is easier if you're not restricting because let me tell you, it is almost impossible to check in with yourself halfway through a meal to assess your fullness if you are ravenous because you haven't allowed yourself food in six hours or your lunch was lettuce with a squeeze of lemon, <laughs> okay? If you're not restricting though, which means that you're honoring your your fullness and discovering your satisfaction factor and feeling your fullness, those are three principles of intuitive eating, you should be able to put down the utensil or the food and check in with yourself. Ask yourself questions. Are you full? Are you satiated? Will more of this leave you feeling sluggish or will more of this leave you feeling energized? I hope this helped. Um, you know, check out Instagram at Freedom with Food and Fitness. Uh, I do have posts surrounding this that I published a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and I hope if you have any other questions that you will reach out. Um, you can DM me the word question if you'd like to ask a question on, to be answered on the podcast. You could also go to the link in my bio on Instagram and find the form there. I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll catch you next time. So that is it for today's episode. Seriously, of all the podcasts you can be listening to, I'm so honored that you took the time to listen to mine. I'm also so proud of you for taking this small step forward toward food and body freedom. If you like what you hear and you want to work with me as your coach, go to freedomwithfoodandfitness.com to schedule a free 15-minute discovery call. That way I can hear your specific needs and set up a game plan for your success. I would also be so, so grateful if you could subscribe, follow, rate, and review this podcast so many more people who need help with dieting, body image, disordered eating, and fitness can find our message of freedom. Until next time.